gentlemen. Welcome to the Igniting Dreams Within podcast. I am your host, Ebenezer Maolo, and this lovely afternoon, I'm chilling with the brilliant Lavaha. Lavaha, how are you this, this afternoon? I'm fine, thanks for you. I am good, I am good. Thanks for having me on your podcast today. It, it's a great pleasure. <laughs> yeah, and t- tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Lewahang? Where is she from? Where did she grow up in? What type of environment is she from? Okay, um, well, Lewahang is just your typical girl from the township, but I guess my dreams are not so typical. <laughs> um, growing up, I'm the only girl out of six boys from my dad's side, and I'm the first child from my mother. So my parents, they separated when I was very, very young. I was about a couple of months old. Then I was brought up by my stepfather and mother for the age of three years. So growing up in that home, um, there was a lot of challenges for me in terms of guidance, because I was one child who was always told to sit still, like behave, like, you know, you have to like toe a line, you know, like children are just meant to be seen and not heard, you know, I grew up in that type of environment. So for me, it was always frustrating because I am very opinionated, I'm like, I'm on my head, like I just have to see it. So, um, yeah, growing up was very tough, but um, eventually, uh, I did my grade twelve. Then, when I was supposed to go to university, uh-huh. my parents, actually my stepdad, decided that you know, um, you were taking school, so I had to figure out what with my life. What they said, I had to go to um, I'd say, you know those SET colleges. Yeah, yeah. So I refused to go there because I would see people dropping out of high school okay. around grade 10. Okay. And I was there um, up until grade 12. Then now I'm told that instead of going to university, I have to go to an FET college. Okay. I was like, no way. Because <laughs> my results qualified me for, um, to get in as an undergraduate for a degree, you see. Okay, okay. I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Okay. So, yes, after that, um, you know, I, I think I, I was at a place where most people find themselves where you just feel lost. Yeah. Yeah. Life just has no direction because when you are a scholar, all you know is just to go to school every day. And once that stops, okay. it's like, uh, like life just becomes unknown, okay. uncertain. You just don't know what you're doing, when you're doing it, how you're supposed to do it, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So after that, I stayed for a year at home, didn't go to school, did nothing, okay. just stayed at home. Then I got pregnant. Okay. So that's when my life actually changed. Okay. I think having a child, it actually, I grew up. Oh, okay. Yes. I grew up, I, I had responsibility to me it's like now I had something to live for yeah. you see like this is something that was pushing me mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I w- it's not something I would recommend that at the age of 19 <laughs> for pregnancy for you to get a purpose on like what to live for no that's not what I'm saying but I'm just saying like that is what that is what happened to me you yeah. know and 
my child was my driving force in everything. So, unfortunately, um, without the correct education, with just a matric, I just worked those odd jobs. You know, I've been a cashier, a truant, to working at a non-profit organization for children who are infected and affected by HIV and AIDS. But as someone who is a a Christian woman, Uh I know that everything that happens in life, it works for my good. So even, even at those times when I couldn't see why, I found myself in those environments. There seems to have been some some technical difficulties there. Okay. Yeah, and you, and you were still telling me about after you got pregnant and you found yourself working in non-profit organizations and that yes. you, you you saw it, like now reflecting back on it, you, you saw it as God's purpose had worked out for good. You can continue, continue on that. Yes. That's true. Um, like I said, when you are going through those situations, it's very difficult for you to even see it as some sort of purpose or a plan, God's plan that you're supposed to go through. Because at that time, you just you, you can't see what's going to happen. You can't see into the future. So it actually puts you in a very frustrating place because as people, we just always want to know where we're going, what we're doing, you know, like you never actually trust the process. I think that's what our problem is. Yeah. But yes, so I found myself working at a, a non-profit organization. And then what had happened is one day I was just at the reception desk and there's a call that came in from um, the Department of Social Development. Okay. And they were looking for women who had children um who had matric. So there was just a, a criteria, like you just had to be black, you had to be a woman, you had to have a child. Mm-hmm. And I fit into that criteria. Uh-huh. And immediately while I was just standing there, I just submitted my name, okay. you know. Uh-huh. So um, I was accepted into that program. Okay. Um, it was supposed to run for three years. It was supposed mm-hmm. to run for three years. Okay. okay. And then what happened is uh, the Department of Social Development had partnered with one other NGO, whereby they were they were paying them to pay us. Okay. So they placed us in different NGOs. So I was placed um, at an NGO that was closest to where I live. Okay. So where I was placed, it was called Buisa Ubuntu, which is a food bank. Okay. Buisa Ubuntu um, falls under another NGO called Siabonga Africa. So what what that means is Siabonga Africa actually administers uh, Buisa Ubuntu Food Bank. Oh. Yes. So I worked at the food bank. Um, at the food bank, it's all about you know delivering food parcels to the people that um, they just they really really need the food. You see. So while I got when I got there, I made a promise to myself. I said. I'm going to do whatever I have to do ethically to get myself employed because I will not complete Uh this internship. That was my plan going in there. So if it meant that I had to make tea, I would would do it. If I had to mop the floor, I would do it. Like, I would do whatever I had to do, you see. Like, nothing was above or below Uh my job description, 
that's the type of person that I am. So going in there, um, I work in the office. Well, the manager, he he called all of us in and he was like, he, he wanted to work on, on our talent. Like whatever you were more gifted in, that's what you would focus more on. Oh, okay. So I worked in the office. I worked with the beneficiaries. What I would do is I would, um, we, we wanted to go far beyond just giving someone a food parcel. So we would try to get a change agent in that home if maybe someone could go to school in order to change the situation because the food parcel was just a temporary um, relief type of situation, you see. So we wanted to, to, to implement a more permanent type of situation. So I would be in contact with your colleges, people that would give me bursaries and things like that just to get the beneficiaries on their feet. Okay, okay. So I worked at the food bank. There were six of us as interns. I worked at the food bank for, I started working there in February up until October. In October, the CEO, which was was based at Siobhanga Africa, Uh came to the food bank and she just called me aside and said, I've been watching you, um, your manager, because he, he does he does monthly reports on us that he has to send to the NGO that um, initially placed us at the, at their NGO. Okay. So she said, I've just been watching you and I love your work ethic. How about you come and work with me at Siobhanga Africa? Okay. So I moved from Siobhanga Africa. I moved from the food bank and I worked at, which is their main office now, which is Siobhanga Africa. Okay. So I worked there as the CEO's PA. Um, I got to do rounds whereby I was working with people who, like how Chesed is with a department for like small businesses, whereby um, they would get companies to use their, um, what do you call that money they have to give back again? Uh, from, the, from, from, from their monthly, I mean from their yearly tax. Oh, I, I, I just I, forgot, I, I just forgot the, the, the name of it. But yeah. there, there's money that they have to give back. Okay. So what they would do is they would give that money to the to the NPO. Okay. Then the NPO would give them a, um, a document to say that they spent that money with them. Yeah, yeah. So that helped them in their tech. So what we would do with that money is we would implement bakeries all around South Africa. Okay. For people. Yes. So um, we, we we were implementing bakeries. We were implementing chicken farms where people where people could actually have their chickens and have egg layers, and they would actually establish their own businesses. Mm-hmm. I saw some people go from sleeping on the street to actually owning three bakeries. Wow. You see, uh-huh. just through the, the everything that is taught uh-huh. at the NPO. Yeah. See, like they give you guidance, they 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 they, they give the, they find the funding for you, based on your commitment, your potential. You see, to see it through. Okay. So like that was the type of environment that I was in. Okay. But my problem, my problem is, uh-huh. I'm a creative person. Okay. Hence, I reach my ceiling very very quickly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If an environment is not challenging for me, <laughs> I lose interest. Uh huh. Because I need to be challenged daily, and uh-huh. I, I, I need something. I need to learn. If I'm not learning, uh-huh. I just become dormant. Like yeah. I'm no use. Yeah. And my, my my boss, the CEO, she was one of the people to actually see that thing in me. She said, 
when I give you something to do, you do it and you do it excellently, and then for you it's over, it's done. Yeah. It's yeah. like what's what's next? What's yeah, next? Yeah, yeah. You know, and when you are working in an NPO, um, the funds are limited, so there's only so much that you can actually do. You see. Yeah, yeah. So, but what she used to do is she when she went for training, it, whether it, she went for tax training or anything like that, she would take me with her. You yeah. see, so I would always be getting some sort of skill. Okay. But what she did is she threw me in the deep end. Now. This whole social media thing was now coming to play. Okay. So now, <clears throat> as the NPO, they wanted to establish a social media presence. Okay. So she threw me in that. She said, you will figure it out. Oh, okay. No one has had training. Uh-huh. You will figure it out. <laughs> okay. Okay. And now the thing is, you know, with us, social media was just your texting sort of places where you just... You just social with people that you know. You just uploading photos and things like that. But now it had to go to business, and I had no clue what that was about. Okay. okay. So that's where the challenge for me came in. So, um, lucky enough, there was one NPO which is called Inyatelo from Cape Town. Okay. They actually train a lot of NPOs, and they were holding a social media sort of training day. So my boss and I went there and. Yeah, I can say I, I learned a lot from them. Uh, okay. At that time, like I'm saying, when things happen to you, uh-huh. you don't understand why. Yeah, true, true. Because I can say to you, as as you know me and you know what I do, uh-huh. those th- those steps were the founding steps yeah, yeah. to get me where I am today. But at that time, I did not understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not see it. I didn't. I did not know it. You see. Yeah. So I, I did that. I, I took on the NPO's um, social media presence, and I can say, yeah, I, w- I was doing quite well with it. I was doing quite well with it. But um, like I say, the problems were the, the the funding, the finances. You know, you have to run marketing on Facebook, and there's things that you have to pay for. Yeah. So with everything being limited, yeah. it was kind of. Yeah. You, you could have ideas, but mm-hmm. your ideas had to be boxed. <laughs> they yeah, had to yeah. fit into a certain box because you could not go over, yeah. you see. Okay. Yeah, so those are the things um, that I was faced with. Then from I moved from the NPO. Mm-hmm. Um, I started working for a branding and marketing company. Okay. Now, this is where everything just moved to a grander scale. Because I had no idea what even branding does for a company. Why there's a reason for branding, you see. So going there is just another step. Another step up that I took um, to learn about branding and marketing. But before I forget, um, remember I said to you, when when I got there as an intern, my whole purpose was not to leave as an intern. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And by the time I was working for the CEO, they had actually offered me a contract. Oh. And I left my um, contract with social development. Okay. And I was now employed by Sebonga Africa. I was the only one out of the six interns wow. there yeah. that was ever employed by Sebonga Africa. Okay. It actually came, the contract actually came to an end with social development and they were never offered um, employment with Sabunga Africa to this day. Oh, wow. I was the only one who was offered um, employment. So for me, those were one of the things that proved to me that 
when I go into something and I give my all and I focus on it, it shows me what you can actually, you know, sometimes when they say karma, you know, like you call things to come to you. Yeah, yeah, true. But it depends on, on the energy that you're putting out. It depends on what you're telling yourself. Yeah. It's going to happen. It depends on, on, on what you give on a daily basis. Yeah, true. That's very true. That actually, that actually will determine what outcome you actually get from the situation, you see. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, yeah, I'm from the end of the day. Like I said, I started working for the, the branding and marketing company. Yeah. Unfortunately, my stay with them was a very, very short one. <laughs> I only started working there in October, and by January, I resigned. Oh, okay. Um, and the reason I resigned is because ethically, how the business ran was not aligned yeah. to uh-huh. to me and what I wanted, okay. you see. Okay. Okay. okay, I'm one of those people that when I'm not happy, uh-huh. I cannot stay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I couldn't stay because I wasn't happy. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so, but the thing with me is I always had that thing that I think I'm not employable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm not employable because I have such standards. Uh-huh. And I don't think I can live up to those standards as an employee. Oh, yeah, yeah, and boxed, and boxed also. So I think that's when I, I just decided I had to create an environment where I could flourish. Okay, okay. On my terms, you see. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, that is the story of Lebohang. <laughs> That's a very brilliant and inspiring story. And I want I want to take a step back, Nyana, because, you know, especially maybe from my side, I've been conducting a statistic, maybe. It hasn't been a formal thing. But one thing I also noticed is that amongst all of the girls or the women who take maybe a gap year out of school, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost guaranteed that maybe 90% or more of them would eventually have children or or something along or something along those lines it's just that this hasn't been a formal study and now maybe maybe there's someone who's listening to to this podcast and maybe they themselves have had a child because i've seen a lot of girls who have children and mm-hmm. the reaction that they have it's it's a bad one mm-hmm. now you you didn't react badly to that situation you you saw that as a driving force as a motivation for you to work harder to to be more driven more passionate that you mm-hmm. committed mm-hmm. that you would even pay your dues when you go to work you would do whatever it takes and mm-hmm. y- and yet there are other women or other girls who after they've gotten a child, they leave the, ch- the child to their mother, or maybe mm-hmm. they are granny, they don't take care of the child. That child, it, it, it's sort of like maybe a barrier, if I may, that maybe they, they, know, they, know, they don't take care of the child, or they, they don't have the drive that you had. What was it that, mm-hmm. or, uh, what was it, or what is it that made you have a different mindset from, apart from what, what we see regularly? Okay. Um, I've seen a lot of the women that you're talking about, and the thing for me is, um, when I started off, I explained the kind of environment that I grew up in. Uh-huh. So, as I grew up with my mother and my stepfather, 
Uh-huh. For me at home, I was never spoon fed, if I can put it like that. Okay, okay. My my mother is a very strong and hard person. Uh-huh. So there was never a point whereby I was babied in anything. Okay. I grew up before my time. Uh-huh. Like I I had to grow up because it was like you have no other choice. So when I got pregnant, my mother, she actually said to me, uh-huh. her mother didn't take care of her children, okay. so she was not going to take care of my children. Oh. If I was old enough to have children, then I'm old enough to take care of my children. Oh, okay, okay. At that point, and I'm sure with anyone else, it might seem harsh, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. because I'm just a teenager, yeah. you know, uh-huh. but... I actually thank my mother. Wow. I thank my mother because even okay, I've got I've got two children now. But as we're talking about the first child, when I when I got pregnant in ni- at nineteen and I gave birth at twenty, okay. another playing factor was the kind of partner that I had. Okay. My boyfriend at that time was a very he's a supportive person. Okay. Um, he 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 comes from a background whereby he is taught values and principles, mm-hmm. responsibility more than anything. Mm-hmm. So when I got pregnant, uh-huh. and I can actually remember the day when I said to him, I'm pregnant. Uh-huh. And his teacher, he just said, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> just like that. He just said, okay. okay. And I was like, why are you saying okay? It's not okay. I'm pregnant. But then he said, it's fine, it's okay, I will take care of you and the baby. Uh-huh. And that is exactly what he did. So what I see with most women or girls that are so pregnant at that age uh-huh. is they don't have the support that they need. Oh, okay, I see. They don't have the support that they need. Uh-huh. I mean, Ebenezer, I can tell you that I've been with the father of my children uh-huh. for almost 10 years now. Wow, wow, that's amazing. You see, uh-huh. and when most people see us, they're like, you guys still together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see, uh-huh. because for most people, it's not normal uh-huh. to start dating as teenagers, to fall, pre- to fall pregnant as teenagers, and to still be together yeah, totally. 10 years later. Yeah, yeah. You see, like, I think that, that, that thing of relationship, uh-huh. it, 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 it forms something it forms the type of relationships whereby you end up having negative relationships with your children, with the person that now you have the child with and now you that you're no longer with, you see. Because now maybe that person is not supportive anymore. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, with my mother and with my mother and my Pashka father, they separated when I was only a couple of months old. Uh-huh. It happens. Yeah. You see. Uh-huh. And when, when when that happened my mother was never the type of woman to say, I'm going to court to claim maintenance or I'm going to be calling your father day in, day out. Uh-huh. No, my mother said, I've got a child. This is my responsibility. Uh-huh. She started mopping the floor uh-huh. at pep stores uh-huh. when she had me. Uh-huh. Today, uh-huh. today, my mother has been working at pep for for my whole life, I can say actually, because she started working started working there um, when I was five years old, when I was still in crash. I was five, 
we started working there. Uh-huh. And then up until now, she's now a manager of one of the stores. That's how I've been working there. Okay. But I, I, I never needed, I never wanted for anything. My mother did everything for me. Wow, wow. She took charge. She she decided that I had this child. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Decision to have this child. No one forced me to have this child. Uh-huh. Yes, I had. Uh-huh. Does now that make me not want to take care of my child? No. Instead, it will want to make me be a better mother. Wow, yeah. Let yeah. this child now be a driving force behind what I'm doing. Wow. You see? Yeah. So, hence the reason I said when I had a child, uh-huh. my mother did not say, Oh, because I know the situation that you are in, then I'm going to take responsibility for you. Oh. No. No, no. Yeah. Wow. I had to take responsibility uh-huh. for that child. Yeah. The father of the child had to take responsibility for that child. Uh-huh. Everything that that child needed. My mother didn't even buy my child a nappy. Wow. Wow. We had to see to it uh-huh. that my child got everything that she needed. Uh-huh. And, you know, I always say I'm blessed because um, the father of my children, he's four years older than me. At that time, he was 22 and I was... 19, okay. and um, he was working, you know, he, he had just started working okay. at, at, at some company, okay. but we were able to get things for the child before the child even came. He was there with me, uh-huh. every, doctor's, every doctor's appointment, there holding my hand. Wow. He was there. Wow. Um, we bought the baby clothes, nappies, milk, okay. everything that the child needed, wow. you know, uh-huh. and... <laughs> to tell you the truth, we didn't even take it to my to, to my to my house so that my parents could see it. We kept it at his house. Okay. So when the day came that I had to she had to go give birth, uh-huh. my mother phoned him and said she has to go to the hospital. Uh-huh. You need to come now, you know. Okay. And my mom was like panicked because she thought my child didn't didn't have a vest or even socks or even a hat, nothing. Okay. And now here comes the baby father. Uh-huh. With a plastic full of everything, your buckets, your yeah. wow. Wow. everything that the child needed, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So, the problem is that I see with a lot of young girls that have children and they feel defeated. Uh-huh. They feel like now um, life has stopped due to having this child. Uh-huh. It's because they've decided to take it that way. Oh, okay. You can you can decide. Uh-huh. That's the thing. As a person, you have a choice. Uh-huh. You always have a choice. Uh-huh. I can just make you a quick example. Um, there was a, a girl same age as me, grew up same environment as me, uh-huh. and when we were young, she got pregnant when we were fourteen. Okay. When she got pregnant, the family of the father's side they took the child. Okay. So she had no responsibility. Oh. Guess what? At 18, she had a second child. Oh, okay. They also took, the, the, from a different family, they okay. took that child as well. Uh-huh. At the age of 21, she had a third child. Oh, okay. That family, again, took that third child, not a different family, it's a third different family, they took that child. Okay. Now she had a fourth child at the age of 27. Okay. So now, unfortunately, uh-huh. The person that she got impregnated by, uh-huh. 
uh-huh. the family was not as well off as the other families. Oh, okay. She had to see to it uh-huh. what to do with, not, with this child now that she's got. Oh, okay. Huh. And it was the most difficult, horrible time of her life. I can just say that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. To a point where she actually died. Ooh. She passed away and she left a baby that was only eight months old. Ooh. Wow. There, were, there were times when I would actually go to her house and I would find them just feeding the baby just uh, just water with just sugar. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. I can't. Because, because, because she didn't know the responsibility oh. of bringing up a child. Uh, yeah, true, true, true. true. Huh. So, once you go through the hardship, uh-huh. you will learn wow, yeah. not to do it again. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's because if you choose to do it again, uh-huh. you will know what you are going to face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It is not different with any other child. All children are the same. All children have the same needs. Yeah. And all children require the same responsibility. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So at that point in time, when you bring a human being into this world, uh-huh. you need to be responsible for that life. Yeah, indeed, indeed, you have to. Huh. Because everything that child will know, everything uh-huh. that child will be, is uh-huh. because they learned it from you. Oh, yeah, indeed, indeed, indeed. Huh. So that's why I chose that. For me, it was worse because I gave, I gave birth to a girl. Okay. And I'm like, I need for you to be a woman. Oh, yeah, yeah. I need for her to be strong. Uh-huh. Yeah. I need for her to, to, to have values, you understand? Yeah. To understand that life will not always be what you think or what you, you hope for it to be. And in those times, I need for you to do what needs for you to do uh-huh. in order for you to live and be happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think, I think that, like you say, it's... Um, it's true with most with most women that take that gap year, uh-huh. it is a problem because, like I said, once once you are a scholar, all you know is just to wake yeah. up every day, go to school, uh-huh. sit in a classroom, listen to a teacher, go home. That is your daily life. Uh-huh. And once that ends, you find yourself in limbo. You don't know whether you're going left or right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And once you spend twenty four hours seven days a week in the township doing nothing. You will now have new friends who have been doing this township lifestyle thing. (laughs) Yeah, more than you. (laughs) More than you and who are more advanced, more than you, and who will teach you things that you never even knew existed. Wow, yeah, true. true. So, like I said, it's it's the same thing from for me. I'm not exempt to that. It's the yeah. same thing for me. Yeah. When when I stopped going to school and I stayed at home, uh-huh. I had more time for my boyfriend. Uh-huh. And that was a problem uh-huh. because I ended up pregnant. Uh-huh. And if maybe I was spending more time with my books instead of more time with a boy, uh-huh. things could have turned out differently, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. But I always say that everything is God's plan, uh-huh. and I can't really say it couldn't or shouldn't have happened. Yeah. But 
as it happened, I chose to embrace it. Yeah, yeah. And say, okay, this is the path that God mm-hmm. has led me to. So now I have to take a decision. It's not easy, but I do draw strength from God. I do draw strength from my partner, who is an active parent who knows how to bath their child, feed wow. his child. Uh-huh. You know, he's not just a father just to say, because yeah. he knows how to make a baby. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. Brilliant. He's a father. You know, hence, even when we decided to have a second child, uh-huh. we would actually <laughs> we would actually take shifts. Oh. At night, when the baby was crying, uh-huh. there were times when I would be up, there were times when he would be up. Okay, wow. wow. You know, let other person, other person sleep. You know, like that is a partnership that you choose to do something together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But when but when you have a child with someone who's at home, um, dreaming up nice dreams and you are there and you're not sleeping and this child is frustrating you and now you can't go out with your friends because now you have the space to take care of, mm-hmm. you know, life completely changes. Hence that's the reason why most people will now feel this is a barrier. Uh, 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 uh. And, and you, you're not supposed to see it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least I hope not. You're not supposed to see it like that. Like this yeah. this little life needs needs to motivate you. It, yeah. it needs to motivate you. I mean, Ebenezer, everything I do, mm-hmm. I do it to my kids. Wow, 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 wow. I even, you know, there's times whereby <laughs> I would actually have money and I ask myself, what did I do with my money before I had kids? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know because every time I have money, uh-huh. I need to get my kids something. Oh wow! wow. That's so you know, they they always show the fun and pay something for school. Um, they need clothes, they need boots, they need it's cold now. They need this, they need that. Yeah. You know, it's always that thing, and I always find myself saying, "What did I do with my money before I had kids?" You know. Yeah. yeah. I, I I really I really don't know. But yeah. Um. I think you, as you as you study more on that, you will find that it, it, it's actually true and it's actually sad. Yeah, yeah. It's actually sad. You know, um, the one thing I always used to pride myself in. There's this saying that says, um, when you teach a girl child, you teach the nation. Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. So, indeed. as women, we, we possess the power mm-hmm. that we can pass on. Yeah. And when we as women feel defeated and mm. there's nothing that we are doing with our lives and we treat our children as these barriers that have stopped us from receiving the lives of the land. setting me because we could actually be doing so much more. Yeah, indeed, indeed, indeed. Wow. So much more, you see. Yeah. It is not, it is not a mistake uh-huh. that, that this life has been given into your care. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not. So you actually now need to care for this life. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah, unfortunately, yeah. it's not it's not, it's not, not the same with everyone. Uh, yeah, it's not, it's not. Yeah. Uh, and, and you said something that I loved. You said that you were willing to do everything that you had to do as long as it was, it was ethically so. That's true. And, <laughs> and, and most of the time you find that 
especially maybe ladies who have got children or even even anyone who's got maybe a child or they've got a family to support they they, they might they might not not be as wise as you or as principled as you to say that this is the line that I'm drawing. It, it's principles above everything, and you'll find that maybe sometimes they want to cut, they want to cut corners, like like the stories we hear in the news or or everywhere. Mm-hmm. You you hear that uh, this woman slept with the boss for one, two, three, four, five, or for mm-hmm. changing mm-hmm. position. Now, was it was it purely the environment that you grew up in, like? As you said, you said that your 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 mother is a very tough woman. Was it purely because of the way she was tough that she instilled within you this sense of responsibility, or is it also played by the fact that you are a very spiritual person who goes to church? And was it both the role of the church and and the family, or what was it either? I can say it's been both. Okay. Um, okay. I'll I'll just. I'll just speak on the spiritual side. Okay. At that at that point in life, when you are a teenager, uh-huh. um, I don't think you really understand what your spirituality is all about. Uh-huh. Okay, at least I'll, I'll just say with myself, I did not understand at that time. Yes, I was going to church, uh-huh. but I was not really into it. Okay. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. I knew that God is there, God exists. Mm-hmm. But before before that, before I even had my child, it was just like, it was a ritual. It was just a thing that you know that every Sunday you just have to dress up, go to church. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. I was not really, really into it. Mm-hmm. It's only when I started facing really hard challenges in life okay. that you understand that God is everything mm-hmm. when you really, really have nothing. Uh-huh. You know, when you have no one to turn to, uh-huh. when you feel everything is just spiraling out of control, uh-huh. that's when you will learn that God is the source of everything. Wow. And with me, I'm really blessed because I always see myself as one of those sheep that God just went looking for. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He didn't leave me yeah. wow. 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 to find my way to Him, uh-huh. you know. But he actually came looking for me. And I, I would say that the reason for that is because of the way that I grew up with my mother. Uh-huh. You know, like I said, my mother is a very strong, hard woman. And unfortunately, with that strength, uh-huh. didn't come affection from her. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. So I did not receive the love, the care that I so desperately wanted. Uh-huh. And because I was a stepchild in the home, mm-hmm. I think she always felt that she had to treat me in a certain way okay. other than her other children that she had by her husband wow. to to not unbalance the life, oh. the marital life in the house, uh-huh. you see. Uh-huh. So I would see the treatment of me and them being completely different. I would see the love that she showed them that mm-hmm. I so longed to have but never received, mm-hmm. you see. Mm-hmm. So, hence, I found myself, fortunately for me, in the arms of a man who actually does love me. Wow. Wow. Yeah. But it's not always the case with everyone because yeah. when you are seeking affection, mm-hmm. sometimes you find yourself in the wrong arms of people who want to take advantage of you. Indeed, indeed, yes, yes. yes. Okay. So 
I, I, I was fortunate enough. That's why I say with with my fiance, uh-huh. it's, it's God's plan for him to be in my life. That's why I say God, uh-huh. God was looking for me. Uh-huh. This man is a man that, <laughs> if I can tell you that, he lived in KZN for all his life. Oh, okay. KZN Ulundi, which is seven hours drive from here. Yeah. But him and I were able to find our way to each other. Wow, wow, that's so amazing. Whoa, that's so How amazing. that happened, uh-huh. only God knows. Yeah, man. wow. Because there is no man that, I mean, I grew up with guys around me. Uh-huh. I grew up with guys, but none of them, uh-huh. none of them fulfilled that role. Oh, yeah. Here comes a man uh-huh. from far uh-huh. who has come to do something that I did not even think or know it to be possible. Mm-hmm. And I cannot even say to him that it's you, because I know it's not him. Uh-huh. You know, but it's the God in him, the God in me, that has brought us together. Because if you really want to put, to make sense of it, it does not make sense to say. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. How, like how how did I end up with you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll say that sometimes, like, how did I end up with you? Uh-huh. I don't, I, I don't understand. Yeah. We are completely different wow. people. Yeah, wow, wow. He's, he's one person that grounds me because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very hyperactive. I'm very out there, mm-hmm. and he's one person who always grounds me. You know, wow. and I think that also comes from his background. Like I said, he's a very, very traditional man. Mm-hmm. You know. He's a traditional man. He's he's very responsible. He's very loving, but he's he's he gives me the authority wow. that I need in my life. Uh-huh. Wow. But not in a, in a, in a, in, a, in an oppressive way. Oh, wow! 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 In a, in a way that he he allows me to be myself. Wow! But he still gives me that thing to say, "I'm the man, and I will take care of you. I will provide for you." Wow! Wow! So. That's why when I said when I said I'm resigning from my job, mm-hmm. he was like, "Okay, it's fine." Oh, you know, wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was like, "Okay, it's fine. I'll take care of everything as I'm already doing." Oh. You know, mm-hmm. but, but it's, it's 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 a partnership whereby if he needs something, mm-hmm. I'm there. Wow, wow. When when he needs something, I'm there. You know, like we balance each other out. Wow, wow. That's, that's and amazing. I for the life of me, I cannot say there's a formula or there's a secret uh-huh. to this. I, I only, only praise God wow. Wow. for this. Yeah. You see, yeah. I only praise God. You know, you know, um, let me tell you one day I was listening to, to, there was a lady speaking on TV and she said her daughter was getting married and she said to the son-in-law to be, she said, you are the husband that I was praying for, for my daughter. Ooh. And that taught me for my children that as young as they are, uh-huh. I need to pray for their lives. Uh-huh. I need to pray that God brings spouses into their lives that will fulfill, uh-huh. help them fulfill their purposes. Wow, wow, wow. People, people that, you know, you don't want your children to just have a relationship just for the sake of having a relationship. Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. But you want them to have a relationship that will also ha- allow them to have a relationship with God 
that will will teach them that everything that happens, even this person being in my life, uh-huh. it is not because I know better. Yeah. Wow. 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 <laughs> you know, everything is 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 God's purpose. That's why I say everything that happens, yeah. it, it works together for your good. Wow, that's powerful. You know? Yes. So, yeah, my my mother she played a role. My mother she played a role. Um, there's pros and cons to the role that she played. Yeah. But I thank her for it. Wow! 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 I really, I really do, I really do thank her for it because I was, I'm a very, I can say I'm a very disciplined person. Uh My mother. <laughs> Even when I was eighteen, she would still lock the gate. Great <laughs> mom. <laughs> <laughs> she would still lock the gate. Like mm-hmm. at six o'clock, you need to be at home. Uh-huh. Wow. If you're not at home, they lock the gate. Wow! Yeah, yeah. So she didn't care how old you are. You know, you are not going to be the boss of my mother. Uh-huh. She was the boss of the house, and that is it. Yeah. So wow. you lived by her rules. If you did not like it, you can get out. Yeah. You know, that's, the, that's how I live. Yeah. So when I look at people that I grew up with who had the freedom uh-huh. that I wish I had at their time, uh-huh. I actually feel sorry for them. Wow. Because as much as I felt at the time that my mother was being cruel, uh-huh. my mother was not allowing me at 16 to go and party, uh-huh. I... I thank my mother. Wow, 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 wow. Because she instilled such discipline in me that when I do something, I know that it is by choice that I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And I know that I have to, have to mm-hmm. stand for the consequences regardless of whether they're good or bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. So everything, everything that I do, I have to be accountable for. And it's even worse when you have lives. Uh-huh. that you have to also be accountable for. You know, you can't just do things for the sake of it pleases you. Uh-huh. That's true. But you also have other people that you have to think about. Uh-huh. So, yes, uh, I think I think the way that I am really, really both both sides, my spiritual uh-huh. and the way I'm brought up by my parents, it actually has really, really big role. Uh-huh. Mm. And, you know, yeah, you... you like you know, you know that I am a person who 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 is big on purpose and how do we find our purpose? And one thing, one thing I've learned from you or I've noticed is that as as we've, we've been having this chat, you 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 seem to be always finding purpose or meaning out of every situation that you go through, whether it's it's a challenge or mm-hmm. it's a tough thing that you are experiencing. And mm-hmm. we've got so many people who who don't have that that very same perspective that you have of always trying to find meaning and purpose in whatever they are doing. Like, let's say, for example, maybe some someone who got pregnant and and they were maybe they were as spiritual as you are going to church. One might say that ah no, God doesn't exist. Why did God let me fall pregnant, or mm-hmm. or, or things along those lines? And mm-hmm. here, here you are, you experience the same challenges that maybe some of them are experiencing 
whether it's through hardship and you you even find like 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 you said you 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 wanted your mom to to show you affection but mm-hmm. she did not show you that affection that you saw other children having and the, there are other people who 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 want that also but they they don't have the same perspective that you have of saying that mm-hmm. no let me let me not see this as a bad thing but mm-hmm. let me, let me see it as something good now mm-hmm. what what is it that gave you that that perspective or or helped you to to make sure that whatever you're doing whether it's a challenge or whatever what is it that helped you to always find meaning and purpose in whatever challenge that you are encountering in your life <laughs> okay honestly <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but i will okay i will elaborate on that um i really i really had no clue as as to why I am the way that I am, but I can attest that to always educating myself. Okay. So with me always educating myself, um, being the word the, the word of God, allowing myself, allowing God to work in me. Uh-huh. Um, I, I can I, I can actually remember a day in church whereby the pastor said. God is everything, even if you don't have a mother or a father or anything, a family, anything, but you can find that in God. Wow. And I couldn't understand that, but yeah. it is something that I spend my time trying to understand. Okay. And for me, it's it was very difficult because you cannot live like you don't have a mother when you actually have a mother. Mm-hmm. I had to put myself... At a place where I said, yes, I have a mother, uh-huh. but I have the things that I need from my mother. Mm-hmm. So maybe I can find those things from God. I don't know. Let me see. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. That, that, it was like that for me. Like, let me see. You see. Uh-huh. So I just went on that journey. Wow. And you remind me, there's a post that I did on my um, business Facebook page where I said, with every challenge that I face in life, this is how I approach it now. I don't look at it as why is this happening to me. Mm-hmm. I always look at it as what is this trying to teach me. Wow, wow. That's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. So all that that understanding it came from me constantly educating myself, always trying to see other people's views and perspective on life mm-hmm. and more importantly trying to surround myself with people that speak the same language as me wow. people who have maybe experienced what I have experienced and the thing that I didn't like mm-hmm. about the people that had lived the life that I'd lived is yeah. it's so sad wow. Wow. they were so sad they were so drained they were always complaining why doesn't my mother love me Uh why didn't she give me the affection that i need Uh what have i done so wrong you know and for me Uh it was emotionally draining oh yeah 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 i'm i'm generally a very happy person Uh i i actually like i hate arguments (laughs) i hate 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 uh-huh. disagreeing with some like if it was up to me we would always be happy 24 7 365 that that's me you see okay. so when when you surround yourself with people that 
are like you that have lived the life that you've lived and have the same experiences as you. And when you join that party and it becomes a PC party, mm-hmm. it's not a good thing Oof. for yourself. It's not, yeah. Sure. And sometimes I think, or I can say, that there's a, a, a conscious that tells you that you need to tap out of this environment because if you don't, mm-hmm. you are heading down a very dangerous road, you yeah. see. Yeah. So yeah. I I see as people that we often try to find fulfillment and happiness in other people. Mm-hmm. But this is what I learned. Mm-hmm. My mother didn't give me what she didn't know. Oh wow. Okay. Wow. She didn't she she never had that growing up with my grandmother. Mm-hmm. So she never learned that. Okay. So how was she supposed to give me something that she didn't know? Wow, wow, yeah. And she never put herself in a place where she learned how to do it. Uh-huh. Because like with me, uh-huh. I don't know affection, uh-huh. but I've taught myself uh-huh. affection uh-huh. by loving me, uh-huh. by assessing me, by, by looking at myself in the mirror every day and saying, you deserve it. I love you. Yeah, I'm, I, I make promises to myself all the time. I promise that I will stop beating you up for things that you have no control over. Wow. wow. You know, I promise you that I will love you regardless of a stretch mark that you gain <laughs> or a cellulite. That I will love you for you for being level. You know, wow. like you are an incredible person. Like God put you on earth for a reason. You are breathing for a reason. You're not just taking up oxygen, you know. And those are things that I have to constantly remind myself. Wow. It's not easy. I'm not going to lie and say I don't have days whereby I just feel like the world is on top of me. Mm-hmm. I do have those days. Mm-hmm. But I am so blessed. I'm so blessed that you know, at times when I feel like is God even hearing me, mm-hmm. I have a partner mm-hmm. who will hold me by the hand and pray for me when I cannot even utter a word. Wow, wow. wow. You know, wow. he's there to, to pull me up and say, even at times when I don't feel like facing people, I don't feel like going to church, I don't feel like getting out of bed today, mm-hmm. you know. Sometimes he will let me stay in bed and he will take care of everything. He will take care of the kids and he will just let me have my moment. But then he will not let me sit in my moment for too long. Oh, wow. He will come back and say, now you need to snap out of it. Uh-huh. It happened. Uh-huh. Yes, I understand. You need to feel what you're feeling. You don't need to cast it aside because once you start casting things aside, you're not allowing yourself to live. Oh, yeah, true. You need to... You need to you are having negative feelings. Mm-hmm. You need to experience those feelings, but you mustn't stay in those feelings. Yeah, yeah. You need to snap out of it because that is a very, very dark place that if you stay in it, mm-hmm. nothing will ever, ever go right in your life if you allow yourself to be that kind of person. True, true, true. Wow. So life, life is not easy. There's nothing, nothing that comes easy, mm-hmm. you know, but it's something that you constantly have to Tell yourself that you are making an effort mm-hmm. 
Wow, wow. To, to, to do it, to, 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 to make it right, to get up, to put a smile in your face, yeah. to be positive, okay. to, to know that everything is working for your good, even when you, on days when you don't even think God is even hearing you. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. It's something that you actually have to constantly tell yourself that mm-hmm. I know that I might not see it right now. You know, when you live by faith, you don't live by sight, so you just always have to say, God, I know whatever is happening, you're working it for my good. You know, I cannot see it, but I believe it. I believe it. Wow. Even when it's not easy. Okay. But it helps. As a person, you know, I always hear rich people always saying, you need to surround yourself with people who live like how you want to live. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Not people who have lived like you have lived. No. Uh-uh. The ones you people want that live like how you want to live. Uh-huh. You might not be there right now, but uh-huh. that's where you want to go. So if you want to fly like an eagle, you better start having eagle fame. Wow. Learn how to fly. You see, so those people will bring you up when you are down because they know what it's like to be down. Yeah. And they know what it takes for them to get up. But if you want to live with people who are living the life that you're actually living now, they don't know how to get out of being down. Oh, yeah, yeah. So when you are with them and you are down, what is it actually that you encourage encourage each other with? Uh Nothing, because none of you know any better. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. You see, so Mm -hmm. people tend to look at other people and think, oh, she's just saying that, like, so easy for her, you know, (laughs) um, she's got this person maybe that cares so much about her, a person that is always there for her. Huh? At the end of the day, yes, as much as I have this awesome partner who always gives me the strength when I need it, huh? there are times that he also needs the strength from me. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true, that's true. And I have to be there uh-huh. to light that candle when it goes off. Oh, yeah, indeed. indeed. I also have to be there. Huh? But there are times whereby things happen and I'm not there or he's not there. And in that moment, I need to find myself. I need to pick myself up uh-huh. wow. and say, it's going to be okay. So I always say to people that, that say to me, yeah, but she's lucky because she has a partner. I say, but it starts with me. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It starts with me. Yeah, having him as a bonus, it's not my start and end of it all. Oh, wow, wow. I have I have me like mm-hmm. I'm the person that I can depend on, mm-hmm. you know. So even when I days and I feel there's a spirit whispering in my ear, lying to me, mm-hmm. telling me all of these wrong things, mm-hmm. and I actually have to sit in front of a mirror and say things. I say and say affirmations to make myself feel good, even when I believe what I'm saying at that time, but I still say it. Wow, wow. I still say it because, you know what, my subconscious does not know the difference between something that is happening, whether it's real or whether it's happening to me or not, but it takes whatever I'm telling myself as something that's actually happening to me. So I will stand in front of the mirror and I will only say good things. Even when I don't believe it, I will say good things. I will say good things. Mm-hmm. And I will say those good things until mm-hmm. my subconscious actually repeats itself, you know. Wow, wow, wow. That's amazing. That, that, that's, from, that, that's how I, I do it. It's, it's not easy to always see the, the silver lining. Mm-hmm. 
in Eric's cloud. It's not. Okay. Wow. And I'm I'm not I'm not gonna lie and say oh, if you just do this or if you just pray or no no there are days when I don't feel like praying there are days when I don't hurt you know I don't but I think and I know that we serve a living God so when 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 I need God. I, when I need God, He shows up. Wow, 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 wow. He shows up when I, when I need Him. Yeah. But also, <laughs> I always say to myself, there's this thing, you know, in school when they said, um, during an exam, the teacher's always quiet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And sometimes, I think God can only teach you so much. Uh-huh. Some things don't need God. They don't need the church. They don't need the Bible. They just need you to make a decision. Wow. Wow. Because you already know the right from wrong. Uh You already know what needs to happen. Uh You just need to do it. Oh, yeah. True, true, true. true. You just need to decide that Uh I'm going to do this. Uh Wow. Wow. Indeed. Indeed. Wow. Wow. So that's what I think. I think sometimes it it just needs you, you know. Uh Yeah. Just needs you. Wow. Oh, yeah, no, you've, 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 you've shared with me some some very, 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 very important and challenging, challenging ideas also. And <laughs> since, since, since we've run out of time, we should we should definitely have a second episode where, where we get deeper in, into this conversation of how then did you go from from the environment that you were in, from work, from you deciding to to stop going to your job and saying um we should do a second episode yeah we, we should definitely do a second episode where you'll be you'll be going deeper like how then did you turn the whole situation that you found yourself in whether it was at work or even life then how then did you use the purpose that you found in your situations and then you turned it into into your business definitely we should definitely um look for the second session <clears throat> because right now as you do know um i've started my own company called uh, Absolutely Digital Agency. Uh-huh. So um, everything that I'm doing there is all the lessons that I've actually learned from being a cashier at Truett to working at a branding and marketing company. Uh-huh. So I've taken all the lessons and all the changes and everything into building this company. Wow. But yes, um, I would definitely, definitely love to come back and speak more on building the company and how I identified mm-hmm. the need for it. Wow. You see, yes. Oh, yeah. so. I, I, I think it, it would be a great honor for, for me and, and even everyone who's listening to, to this podcast to, to actually, because you, you know, most of the times, uh, you know, you know, especially when you read books and all these things, you, you get motivation, but then again, you, you, you get to that, that point where you like, Yes, I've got the motivation, but what do I do, or which yes. steps do I take to to do one, two, three, four, five? You know. Yes, yes, no, definitely. Um, I think on our next episode we can actually break that down because that's one thing that I always preach uh, the most is that every hero has a mentor. So you can only do so much by yourself. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes you just need to speak to people or engage to people that have actually gone down the road that maybe you are trying to go down. 
and you will get a better understanding of what is happening. I mean, that's why um, soccer players have coaches, yeah. you know, because you always need someone who will give you a direction yeah. in everything. But the problem that we find is most entrepreneurs, they just want to do everything themselves oh, yeah. and they end up depleting most of their resources and time and with someone who can actually um, mentor them, uh-huh. you could have saved a lot of time and a lot of money, yeah. you see, because there's a lot of things that you, you could have avoided doing, uh-huh. you see, yes. So um, that's what I always say. It's always better to speak to someone um, and get guidance from someone who's actually doing what you are wanting to do. But yes, I'm looking forward to our second episode where we can actually break down yeah, yeah. the whole process. And yeah, hopefully it will help a lot of people. Yeah, indeed. And yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for, for, for taking some time to, to share with me and, and the audience who is Lewahang and everything that has made you, whether it was the challenges that you've been through, the successes, 